Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, I'm Kirsty. And I'm Kelsey. And it's time to hate watch with us. Welcome to our show about the things we love and things we hate and things we love to hate and being on time two weeks in a row, question mark? Maybe. Maybe it's all happening. Maybe. Maybe. You know what sure is all happening? What? TV. Television is happening. It's happening. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to start with a core core? Oh, man, a core core. There's something in my eye, and because of my general energy, it's, like, really lending to this whole entire vibe. I'm, like, rubbing my eye, like, not even looking at you, being like, do you want to do quarkor? <laughs> I'm trying to think of a quarkor, so this is going well. Um, okay, I have a quarkor, which is a, a bold statement. Oh, boy. That I think making it has achieved its best form. Really? They've listened, maybe, to my gripes. No way. Mm. How many seasons has it been on now? Three? Three. This season is much better. Yeah. And I can't totally put my finger on why. Mm-hmm. Because some of the things are just repeating, but it seems like every season they get a little bit of a better sense of, like, what guardrails they need. Yeah. And... Like, the Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman banter has reached, like, a good cadence and good balance between, like, corny and funny. Mm-hmm. Like, they, <laughs> they're really striking, like, that nice middle ground um, where they're making a lot of good crafting puns, but it's not painful. Yep. Which is nice. And they seem to be having fun. Which they always do, but I feel like especially this season. I don't know if it's because it's a, it's a little bit of a bubble season that things are better. Yeah. But it seems like the people they've chosen, for the most part, are being forced to like go outside of their one craft mm-hmm. in more ways, which is nice. The feedback seems a little bit more pointed. I just feel like they're they're starting to understand what they're trying to do. That's exciting. Yeah. So, that's my parkour. I could see that being a hard show to wrangle. Like, I'm not surprised that it took it a minute to find its footing. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's, like, my favorite crafting show out there. I wouldn't even say it's my top two favorite crafting shows out there, but, like, it's it's much better than it's been. I think we should just, like, really take a second to appreciate that sentence. I know. That there's, like, enough crafting shows. <laughs> To make a list. It's, it's, we're living in a wonderful time. <laughs> like, what a time really. to be alive. Yeah. What's your core core? Do you have a core core? My core core. Is, is it outdoor activity? Yes, my core core is that I went outside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, an outdoor girl who's been stuck yeah. inside for the better part of a decade. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an outdoor girl now TMZ. and then this summer I got an SUV and was like now I'm an outside girl so <laughs> the 
the motivation I really needed was more hauling capacity. Yeah, what I needed was more clearance and yeah. a sunroof and Android Auto. Yeah, the real thing that I want to brag about right now is that I told you to get the sunroof and you have no regrets. No regrets, none. Since I got my sunroof and have talked about the fact that I'm excited to have a sunroof, multiple people have been like, yeah, I think my next car, I'm not going to get a sunroof. And I'm like, listen, I know we only have like three months of summer, but I'm getting every single ounce of outside. Yes. And I'm having it pumped directly through the ceiling of my vehicle at 70 miles per hour. Thank you. Yes. You're getting those vitamin D's unfiltered. (laughs) Unfiltered. Straight in there. Right through that big old (laughs) hole in the sky. I actually stand by it more in the winter, to be honest, because when it is sunny in the winter, it's delightful. Oh, you can just pop open the... Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It's really all about the light for me. I could see that. Yeah. I could definitely see that. So yeah, accidental core core is I got a new car. (laughs) (laughs) I had my old car for nine years. We had a good time together. And now I have a new car, and now I'm an outside girl. So I went kayaking yesterday. Mm -hmm. My child has her own kayak now because she's going to be a bougie outside girl. Yep. And (laughs) here's a a media-related part of this story. She kept sticking her hand in the water and saying she was wayfinding like Moana. Sure, I know what that It means. was so good. All of you out there who watch Moana 90 times a week, you'll know. True story, she maybe watched it 90 times at my house and I didn't retain a single second of it. It's okay, there are several things she watches that I have not retained, so... Um, um, can we share the other thing related to your child? Yeah, what's that? <laughs> About her father. What? What did he do? Her new dad. Her new dad. Oh, her new dad. Her new dad, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, what did her father do? Um, <laughs> to, to that reviewer who said that we have too many inside jokes and we take too long to get to the point, this is for you. <laughs> oh my god, yes. We do have an actual topic for you this week, but first, an anecdote. Yep. Um... So Sam Hewen has been posting lots of alcohol pictures on his Instagram Mm -hmm. and he posted one in particular and Kelsey sent it to me and I had it open in Instagram (laughs) and my child pointed at it and was like, that's my daddy (laughs) without missing a beat. She like looked at the screen and was just like, that's my daddy. (laughs) And you're like, yeah. yeah. I mean, who among us, kid? Who among us? <laughs> also, he's looking great. That son is doing a lot of work. Tequila Sam is maybe, like, his final form. Yeah, like, there was that whole period, like, a month ago where the clickbait was like, is Sam Hewen unwell? No. And now, he's not Sam, unwell. Sam Hewen is thriving. He's extremely well. It took Mexico. a couple of years to come down from his, like, peak peck time. Yeah. And I'm glad to see that time gone. Yeah. We don't need that energy. No. We can invest our energy into better things. (laughs) Into alcohol and horseback riding? Yes. Ranching? Both things are delightful. Sure. I also went horseback riding today, so Sam and I now share that. (laughs) And a child. (laughs) And a child. (laughs) 
<laughs> just ride off into the sunset together. <laughs> oh my god. What do you think would happen as a celebrity if you just like got a message from someone that was like, my child has claimed you as their father? <laughs> okay, I'm just so... gonna make Sam Hugh and her dad now. That is the plot of Mamma Mia. <laughs> but... <laughs> Moving on. I broke your sleep. And just sometimes a, a thought explodes in my brain and creates like an atomic like reaction of other mm-hmm. thoughts. And so we just had one of those Adam Cloud moments of yep. me completely writing and watching the Sam Hewen Mamma Mia, where Sam Hewen is all three dads? Unclear. <laughs> I don't think I'm interested in like most of that iteration, but. Mostly I'm just scared. <laughs> I don't think I need to see him sing or wear I need, I need to see all of it. Oh my god, I've never needed anything more. Okay, wow. how about this? Before okay. Mamma Mia, if someone had said to you, we're gonna watch Colin Firth in platform shoes and bell-bottom spandex. Oh, I'd be into it. You would not have said yes to that. I'm not sexually attracted to Colin Firth in the same way, okay? (laughs) There's a difference. There's also, like, another 20 years of age gap. Like... (laughs) I would not be saying no. Okay. (laughs) Well. Uh, Alright, well... What did we come here to talk about? Today? We're going to talk about TV because this is continuing to be the golden month of television. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. today we are talking about fan favorites here at Hey Watch with Us, which is season three of Miracle Workers, mm-hmm. which is Oregon Trail Edition. Also outdoor themed. Also outdoor themed. We've seen two episodes of that. Yep. And then Ted Lasso season two, the very first episode just came out this weekend. So we're talking about that. Yep. So only spoilers till there because we don't have screener access. Correct. But if you wanted to give it to us, we wouldn't be mad. Right. Think of it as like recap level spoilers. Unless you give yeah. us screeners, in which case. We won't follow the NDA. <laughs> Yeah, in that case, we make no promises about embargoes, but we try. Yeah. 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 Where do you want to start? Let's start with Miracle Workers. I'm so thrilled this is back. I was surprisingly delighted. Yes. It's so delightful. I was watching it in classic fashion while I was cleaning, which is really its best purpose in life. Mm-hmm. And the I think I said this the first time around, but the thing about it is that the humor is like the lowest possible hanging fruit. Yeah. But funny. Yeah. And sometimes I just want a whole bunch of dumb quips that are really easy for no good reason. Yeah. Just decadent dumb quips. I was talking to Danny when we watched it this week, and I was like, "Who? How? It's I was like, it's amazing this show gets made because who is watching this? Who is the show for? Who is it for? 
I don't know. I don't know anyone who watches it. I don't. I barely know anyone who speaks about it on the internet. Yeah. Like, who's watching this? And yet, we are gifted. The thing that's so incredible to me is that this dumb show genuinely feels like the love child of all of the people who were on it. Like, every person on it is absolutely radiant with like the joy of making it. Yeah. You're right, and. I think I'm especially excited about this season because it feels like it's Daniel Radcliffe's season to shine. Yes. And no one has ever deserved it more I on love, this show. I absolutely love watching Dan Rad just pursue his passion. He is so funny. He's so fucking funny. And he just goes for it. And this season he's a a pastor yeah. of some sort, a religious man. Yeah. <laughs> and he is Going on an Oregon Trail journey with a community. He has to, like, save the town somehow. Yeah. So he's taking them on the trail. So he's, like, the straight man this time. Yes. Versus last season when he was the, like, clown character who was the prince who, like, loved ducks and (laughs) didn't have any idea about the real world around him. It's truly got the range. Yeah. But, like, he's so funny in this season. I feel like he's just getting to do way more. And I've no shade to anyone else who has taken, like, the lead role. But it was his time. It was his time. It was 1,000% his time. He's, like, he is one of those people who can balance the, like, tomfoolery and, like, the earnestness. Yeah. And I don't know, like, I don't even know why he's on the show. Like, we just have so many questions. Wasn't it, like... And yet it works. It works. Wasn't it... Wasn't he the one who pitched it? Like, isn't it all his, like... No. I thought he was somehow involved in the creation of it. No, it's some random guy. It's no. not him. Oh, you're right. That kid who looked like he was 12. Yeah. Flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway... So, so then, here for Dan Rad. Like, that's what other, everyone but, should be striving for, I think, is to, like, make a shitload of money when they're a child, take their <laughs> 20s off, <laughs> and then come child back. Child labor should be a thing. <laughs> I think child stars are actually good. Welcome to my <laughs> TED Talk. Uh, <laughs> for legal reasons, this is a joke. But, mm-hmm. um, but then you come back in your 30s. And do the work you want to do. Yeah. He doesn't care. He doesn't give a flying I think that's why it's so good, is he just, he cares, but he doesn't care. No. 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 There are multiple people on the show who, like, really have no, like, no skin in the game in the sense that, like, they're already established. Like, they could take it or leave it with this project. They're really just here for fun. No one's trying to win an Emmy. No. No. And no one's trying to use this to get better roles. This right. isn't Sam Hewen doing anything that comes up on a Google search for spy because he wants to be James Bond. <laughs> we should make a segment about, like, <laughs> what was in the Sam Hewen James Bond clickbait this week. That's the real core 
PR chorus in it. I want to know how much the retainer is for the PR firm that he's oh got. Oh my god. The, the just number. To get him into this I have. Movie. I like need to do a deep dive on like the methodology in his surveys about like <laughs> like who what is the sample? Like who where are we drawing the sample from? What is happening? Yeah. Have any of these questions been tested? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> this is a real digression. I'm deeply Samuel alarmed James Bond. by the data being presented on the internet about audiences' desire to see Sam Hewen as James Bond. Yeah, because I yeah. think the numbers are not telling the full story. <laughs> this is a real electoral college situation. Okay, anyway, I want to go back to the other people yes. who we've seen before. Yeah. On this show and what they're doing this time around and why it's incredible. Yeah. So, the lead actress, whose name I'm never going to be able to pronounce, but it's Geraldine something. Yeah. Um, she is great. She's also playing, like, a straight man role, and she's the wealthy wife of one of the people in The Crossing. And she's starting to do her thing where she, like, discovers life outside of her small world she's and discovering like away. first wave feminism yeah this seems to be like the narrative that happens with her last time too so yep that'll be interesting to see play out and she's already sort of connected up with the priest to go wherever that's gonna go because it always does i'm looking forward to them falling in love again i think that'll be yeah. cute Kirstie likes rom-coms, guys. <laughs> I'm still not willing to go that far, but I do think it'll be cute. This is the formula for this specific rom-com, and you're excited to go back to it. We're going to end this podcast They might do it now. differently this time. Yeah, I know. See? <laughs> Sometimes I do that just to see the look on her face. I know. Um, okay, so her husband on this season is this, like, rich douchey asshole mm-hmm. who was her brother in the last he's the prince chauncey no from no i mean like character wise oh he's the equivalent yes. to that he's the fop like basically. yeah the big buffoon yeah um he they have a really delightful uh narrative in the second episode where they meet influencers i which, love like, it so much chef's kiss it was perfect they had these influencers who were like 18th century influencers and they're like we just go to events and take photos and people pay us to go to events because of our influence and they're like why does this girl keep saying hashtag and they're like oh she fell down and hit her head and now she just says this (laughs) what's funny about it is that there were those people Uh that's like historically accurate Influencers have always existed. It's so funny. It's um, so fucking funny. It's, it, it was incredible. So, we have them. We have, um... Oh my god, what is his name? The old guy. Steve Buscemi? Yeah, thank you. I just blanked. I got he there. He is a um, criminal on mm-hmm. the run who is named... Something. He has a funny name on the show. Billy the Teen? Bobby the Teen? Something the Teen. Something the Teen. I (laughs) could probably find this out. Why am I the one in charge of names? I'm the (laughs) one. Because you usually have IMDb open. 
I don't, I'm on a different computer. I don't have three oh, monitors. Right. Okay. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> he's doing his thing. He's causing hijinks. It's also kind of similar to what he's done before, and that's fine. Yep. Um, the person who I definitely need to talk about is the guy who played the king's, like, assistant. Yes. His aide. Um, yes. In the last season, who I do not know his name. Um, IMGB he, is loading slowly. He's always one of my very favorite people on this show, and he did not disappoint because he played a bounty hunter who <laughs> was really bad at his job. <laughs> and it was really good. Sorry, I'm trying to get IMDb to load. He was incredible. Um, he tried to take Billy the teen? We don't know. Um, the cowboy. Hostage. Yeah. And then the priest and the wealthy wife who knew nothing about how to, like, <laughs> stop these hijinks, like, managed to outnumber him in, like, two seconds. Yep. And it was it was really good, but I love seeing him, and I hope we get more of him. I'm sure we will. Because I'm sure we he's, will. He's just a goddamn delight. He's someone who needs to be snatched up off of the show to do bigger things. I want actually. yes, I desperately want to see him leading. Yeah. I want. Where's his show? That's yeah. what I want to know. And the thing is, like, just when you think these people can't do this new brand of whatever type of comedy they're doing that season they do it so well and they do it better every time like yeah the story itself is not iterative but like the show itself is iterative like you can feel yeah. them like getting better at the machinery of the show yeah this season feels like a low-key trumpism allegory but <laughs> i haven't <laughs> totally proven that yet that's very much within the realm of possibility. Yeah. 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 Yikes. I also just really loved in the second episode there was this whole thing that started the episode where they are sitting Benny to the eat. teen. Benny the teen. Yep. Thank you. You were close. It take because this is the only problem with there being three seasons because every season is different you have to dig through a bunch of shit before you get mm -hmm. to their credit right. for that season. Right. I kept getting results that were like, Steve Buscemi as God. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah. three years ago. Three years ago. <laughs> anyway, continue. Um, well, so they were all sitting around the fire about to have dinner, and they made the priest say grace or something, yes. and then Benny the teen is like, you're doing it wrong. He's like, cram it in, shit it out. That's what food is all about. <laughs> And they all really liked it. And so at the very end of the episode, <laughs> they go back to that same thing. And Daniel Radcliffe is sitting there and he's going to do another whatever prayer. And he goes, oh, what the hell? Cram it in, shit it out. That's so, so good. <laughs> and really, I'm just going to use that forever. Anytime I'm in that situation, that's what I'm going to think of. Because I feel uncomfortable during it. Yeah. Oh my god. You watch yourself, so, yeah. that'll be the toast at your wedding. You know, I just had that thought. <laughs> but really, who would be mad? <laughs> a big mood. A big, big mood. Mm -hmm. 
Anything else you want to chat about about the season so far? I don't think so. I think if you haven't watched it yet, like now is your time. Um, it's super bingeable too because they're short episodes, and it good payoff. And absolutely no need to watch prior seasons. Yeah, none at all. Other than like your own self fulfillment, right? Because it I is was joyful. Just surprised by like how happy I was when I turned it back on again. Because every time it's not on the air, I'm like, yeah, I like this show. It's fine. Yeah. Well, and then I turn it on and I'm like. Oh, this show's so good. When they were doing the, like, press tour stuff for season three and talking about the concept and whatever, I was like, yeah, I mean, the first two seasons were fun, but, like, how many times can we change up the story? Or, like, I mean, Oregon Trail sounds interesting, but... Oregon Trail's a great choice. It's a great choice. It's gonna take them far. Yeah. Yeah. Big fan. Big fan. (laughs) Um, speaking of things that we're big fans of. Yeah. Let's talk about the thing we're number one fans of, which is obviously Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso's back. It's back. And, like, to an overwhelming degree of critical praise. Yes. Although, I will say, this is how they get me every time. The amount of critic reaction has has given me anxiety. Yeah. Because I I get, like, sketched out anytime there's too much emphasis on how nice something is. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, any minute now, the writers are going to lean into the fact that it's too nice. And it's going to get cloying or cheesy or last season of Parks and Recce. Percy's never been burned by anything harder. No, I mean, it's fine. They had to take a victory lap. Like, they did what they had to do. (laughs) So, what did you think of this first episode? I enjoyed it. I'm happy it's back. I'm happy to be watching it. It feels like a first episode where, like, it ended, and I was like, this was a nice chunk of television. I am excited to watch the next installment. (laughs) Yes. I'm excited to see the particular journey that we're going to go on with Roy Kent's facial hair. Yeah. Because I'm here for it. I do have to say, so they went hard with Roy Kent's facial hair and they didn't have to do that. Yeah. So thank you for that. Um, But they also gave Roy Kent an incredible scene. Yes. And they didn't have to do that in the first episode, but they did it. And I was like, oh, we're back, baby. Oh, we're here. Because there are so many. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Okay, well, if we're ready to get into it, I'm thinking of the scene after the double date. In which what? He monologues at Rebecca. Oh, oh, incredible. Incredible. Like, I cheered. Okay, I was thinking about the scene at the end where he watches Love Island or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I love Roy Kent so much. He might be, like, the best character ever created. So, this is actually a good tie-in. So, before this season started, I started watching Making It, and there's someone on Making It who is a retired professional baseball player. And I texted Kirstie, and I was like, okay, I now know exactly what I want the plot to be for Roy Kent. Because then he goes into, gets into crafting. (laughs) And like, I don't think we're that far off. No, we're not. He's coaching youth soccer, which is 
so incredible good. because someone that he goes to dinner and someone asks him what he's coaching because he says he's coaching and he goes girls under nine <laughs> whatever like West London girls under nine it's like also oh. the moment when like the other coach or whoever she is walks up to him and is like you can't call them pricks yeah <laughs> um and then his only other thing that he's doing in his life is hanging out with the 60-year-old yoga moms and watching Love Island and Jamie Tart's in it. So that's going to be That was thing. amazing. But, like, how far are we from crafting? Like, he's one trip to Michael's away. It's so true. Saying. So true. <laughs> I do think it's like... Where are his niece's parents? Yeah, right? Are we adopting her? What's happening? <laughs> she is, like, a very convenient rental child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, why is she around so much? Why? why? <laughs> um, but I like seeing yeah. him and Keely so happy. Like, I, the thing I'm yes. anxious about is I'm very anxious about them trying to do relationship tension. Because you know what? Sometimes I'm not about that shit. Sometimes I'm just like, let's make a match and let's let them live and let's not introduce going tension. To do relationship tension. Jamie Tart's gonna come back in some fucking form, and they're gonna make Keely go on some kind of like self worth journey. And it'll think? probably end with Roy, but I just like, I don't know. I think there's gonna be. I think the only tension is gonna be pushing him to figure out what he wants to do with his life. I just want them to stay happy. I just want them to be an established couple and to just live their lives and be happy about it. (laughs) Kiersey likes rom-coms. No! (laughs) I just like it when two good people find each other and make each other better. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Okay. Alright, so what else is happening? Mm. Um, They are... The team is in a series of ties, so they're, like, halfway through the second season, it seems like. And they can't win any games. And... Aren't they about to, like, tie for the record for most ties? Yeah. Which is real on the nose. Yeah. Um, and then there's there's a unfortunate incident with um, Danny Rojas and a poor little pup. That uh, is really hard to take, I think. <laughs> Kelsey's gonna have the yips now. Yeah. But, like, Danny Rojas' reaction is correct. Correct, is what yes. I'm saying. Yes. Um, so he has the yips, and they bring in an, what seems to be an incredible add to this cast, yes. which is a sports psychologist, which, like, God bless. They're already, like, setting her up to become a permanent member of the team, and, like, I need it yesterday. And I recognize her, and I don't know why, so I should have She was on Catastrophe and, um, hold on, they name-checked another one that you've also watched. This way up, maybe. Those seem to have, like, a shared Oh, God. (laughs) Where did I read this? Beautiful People? I didn't watch that. I watched Normal People. This is the same, but different. Gotcha, okay. (laughs) Um, But anyway, she's great. And there's this building arc, clearly, where Ted doesn't actually trust psychologists because he got burned by one therapist in his mind. And 
So he's like open to it, but wary of it. Yeah. Which is like something that you don't see from him all that often. So you know that that's going to be a thing that he's going to end up going to see her and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uncover some things about himself. I'm excited for Ted Lasso to go to therapy. Well, because she does not have any time for him or any of his Midwestern charisma. Yep. And it's very funny. (laughs) She's like, she's actually immune to it in a way that Rebecca never was, which is like really funny to watch. I think, I think like she might be how we were if we were actually in that situation, which is just like, no. Not today, Satan. No. 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 Not doing this right now, anyway. <laughs> and it's so good, and he's like so trying to be friends with her, and she's just not yeah. having it. It's it's yeah, that was a great choice. Yeah, yeah, I like the idea of him being like. I don't usually like plots where someone feels threatened by another person, but I think here there's some value to it. Mm-hmm. Um, to like. Ted is just working through so many things. Like, I think it'll be good for him to have to rediscover, like, his relationship to the team and... Yeah. And feel like other people can contribute to that and not take away from what he's bringing, you know? Right. That'll be a fun journey for him. I think... I'm trying to think of who else we've checked in on. So, like, Nate Nate. and Coach Beard are kind of the same. Like, just... Nate's kind of being a jerk. He's, like, really feeling himself right now. Yeah. We're gonna have, like, a little bit of a flying too close to the sun experience, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Rebecca is, like, dating again. She's dating some guy who was on another show I just watched, so that was a little confusing, because he plays the same person in every show. (laughs) But he's, like, a perfectly nice person who has no like real spark with her um which is where kirsty was talking about i'll let you jump in but they go to dinner with keely and roy kent and roy kent wants nothing to do with this dinner and he especially wants nothing to do with this guy because he's a fan and so he keeps calling the waiter over and being like i need like three drinks (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, and then he basically gives it to Rebecca straight, and it, and I believe the exact line is, it's not about him, it's about why the fuck he deserves you. Yeah. Which is just an unreal truth bomb. Yeah, that was emotional. We all need a friend like Roy Kent. Like, we all need someone who can say that to us. Right? What an incredible thing to say. I just, I love him so much. I want to, like, put it on a flashcard and, like, throw it. Huh? At, at, at anyone, anytime they're having any kind of relationship woes. Right. <laughs> but but it's a point that a lot of people need to hear because, like, he is a fine dude. Yeah. And yeah. that really isn't the point at all, which is a good learning moment for Rebecca, who I think is, like, ready to settle for anyone who's not, like, a monster like her ex-husband. Right. Right. And there's no reason to, like, run away from this guy. It's just, like, he's not special yeah he's not doing it for anyone (laughs) right and then she has like a big revelation when they're on a coffee date yeah and she accidentally inward monologues out loud 
Yeah. As she comes to realize why she shouldn't settle for someone who's just fine. Right. Right. Which is and also he's a like, great oh, scene. So, uh, we're breaking up now, and she's like, "Yeah, I'll buy the coffee." All right. <laughs> and he goes, "Fair enough." <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. Yes. I did read something that said that they are like teasing out the inevitable, which makes me think that we're not going to have to deal with any sort of Ted and Rebecca romance for at least one more season in Ernest. I don't want that to be the inevitable, though. I don't either, but I just think I think that's horseshit. I know. I'm so concerned about it, and I think it's horseshit, and I don't want it to happen. And I, we've talked about this already multiple times this episode, where I say I don't want something, and then it happens, and it's fine. But I think in this case, it's not fine, and it goes against the ethos of the show. I, I agree. I will riot. There will be a mutiny. (sighs) I know. What am I forgetting? What else happened? Um. Keely is there. Keely's just living her life. She's just chilling. That's it. We got the cameo from Jamie Tart. Yep. Pleasantly reminding us that he will exist this season. Yep. There's a new kid on the team. There is? He, like, showed up in one... There was, like, one moment. Oh. My child was physically climbing on me, so I missed the context, but... (laughs) I was knitting a sweater I'm about to rip out, so, you know, we all have our own hills to climb, so to speak. <laughs> Too real for me. Yikes. Um, um, but I, I'm just, I'm just so happy it's back. Yeah. I do have, I'm really not sure how the one episode a week format is going to work for this show, because I love crushing it in a short time span, but I don't know if that's just because it's the only way I've seen it. Because generally I'm pro the weekly release format for a lot of reasons, the least of which being like, are you dumb? This is better PR (laughs) to release in for two months rather than one day. Yeah. I can already tell you I'm not thrilled with it. Mm. Um, I do think... And this could just be because I'm biased. This, this is how I watched the first season. But I do think there is, like, something nice about being able to just roll from one to the other. Yeah. Um, because it, what they do well is being truly episodic. Yeah. While maintaining the serialized arc. But then you get to the end of the episode and it's like, yeah, that was an episode. Yeah. And I think this show builds well. So it lends itself to binging. It doesn't really end on any kind of a cliffhanger that makes you be like, oh my god, I can't wait for the next one. Yeah. Like, you, you're you looking forward to it, but it's very, like, that was a nice half hour I just spent with yeah. so like Which I think is fine. Like, I actually don't believe in hangover hangovers. <laughs> I mean, same. Wish that was enough, though. <laughs> I don't believe in hangovers. <laughs> That's not, it's not even the same word. <laughs> you know you're in your thirties, what? Um, I don't believe. Jesus Christ, I don't believe in cliffhangers. Are you sure? <laughs> um. 
Oh, Lord. Um, but I think, like, pound for pound, if you're going to try to accomplish the that was a nice half hour I spent with television feeling, I will say Miracle Workers is better for that. Right? Yeah. That, because that's similar in the sense that it also doesn't end on a cliffhanger. There's no, like huge reason to come back to it week after week, but that feels good to me knowing I have that out in the distance every week. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm excited for the time I spend with it. I'm excited to get back to it. The distance makes the heart grow fonder for it. Yeah. Um, But Ted Lasso, I want all of it right now. Yeah. And not even in a way that, like, I like it more, which I do, but, like... Correct. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's the reason. No, it's not it's not that Miracle Workers is the better show. It's just yeah. that like I don't know. Maybe it's just that like Ted Lasso has it like I know it's going to have more force when it finally gets into gear. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I just like want that payoff. Like I want it to get there. I want to see where it's building and I don't want to have to wait for it. I also think Ted Lasso, like you're saying, it builds on on itself, and I think it packs more of a punch when you watch it in a condensed format Yeah, than if you were going to spread it out. Right, right. Because, like, I don't know. I feel like there's, you could do it in, like, two or three bigger chunks. I'd be okay with that, because I feel like the first season really lends itself to, like, a first half and a second half. Mm Mm-hmm. That's true. But, yeah, I I don't know about this weekly release format for Ted Lasso. It's how many episodes? I think probably ten. Uh, that's such a long time. Are you going to wait and watch them in chunks? Oh, uh, I don't know. Mm. I mean, honestly, it'll depend on homework. <laughs> that's less of a of a release schedule question and more of a personal release schedule question. Sure. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But definitely glad we have both of these shows back. It was, it made for really good watching this week. Like, it's delightful. All of it's delightful. Yeah. It's also joyful. I'm -hmm. so glad that we're in an era of television where so much of it is based around the concept of just, like, being happy yeah in a complex and meaningful way we're not used to that i love it i love it i'm so like no more dark television no more (laughs) anti-hero shit like fuck off (laughs) i know good vibes only i know yeah yeah that's what we're here for yeah all right well on that note yeah we'll wrap up at 46 minutes we love to see that we love to see it you probably do too we don't know <laughs> <laughs> um, um yeah if you would like more content from us than this 45 minute episode <laughs> you can certainly go and check out our other podcast which is the everwood pinecast oh my god we made it through an entire episode without talking about the everwood pinecast yeah so speaking of shows that are like low-key about being happy but also in a <laughs> complex, complex. And from the early 2000s so 
<laughs> prepare yourselves. Um, you can watch Everwood on HBO Max, and then you can tune into our podcast where we have so far published season one. Mm-hmm. Um, that is at the Everwood Pinecast on whatever platform you're listening to us now. It's at the everwoodpinecast.com and everwoodcast on Twitter. And if you want to contact us about things not related to Everwood, you can do that on our primary channel at HateWatchWithUs on Twitter or HateWatchWithUs at gmail.com or HateWatchWithUs.com where you can see all of the individual images that we assign to every episode. Which Last is a episode's header century. image was a joy. Yeah, it was. If you If you go to our website for no other reason than take this opportunity to type in hatewatchlist.com and look at the episodes. Yeah. And look at last week's episode, because what a gift. And if you agree that it is a gift, you should give us a five-star mm-hmm. review. You don't have to leave any notes, just a five-star review. And no notes if it's below, what did we say, four stars? <laughs> yeah. Four stars and up, notes allowed. Three stars and down, no notes. No notes. You've said all you need to say. Yeah. Although two star reviewers, maybe tell us why. You know, if you're going to leave a two star review, can you please explain the psychology of a two star review? Like, what earned the two? That's what I want to know. Like, three makes sense to me. One makes sense to me. Two, you're taking your time out for two? What does two mean? What's the redeeming part? Two is literally just the intermediary in the scale to explain why it goes to five. Right. Two is not actually meaningful. (laughs) We've got multiple two-star reviews. Like, how did we get two two two-star reviews? How? What does that mean? If you've My ever... personal interpretation is that they like the topics we're talking about, but they don't like the way we talk about them, but I don't know if that's real. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like if it were the reverse of that, that would be at least a three. Yeah. I think on our own, without compelling content, we're at least a three-star crew. Three. <laughs> I can't wait until you finish Girls by Memo. And you hear the song, Four Stars. <laughs> I forgot to tell you, I watched the New York Lonely Boy episode the other night. <laughs> you were Isn't waiting it for best? it. I know. <laughs> I know people who have dated multiple New York Lonely Boys. It was, it hit too close to home. Okay, am I correct that your husband is a New York yeah. Lonely Boy by proxy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so if you would like to explore any of these topics, <laughs> if you want to talk about New York Lonely Boys, if you want to explain to other podcasts besides us w- w- the psychology of the two-star review, um, you can reach out to some friends of ours over at the Thought Bubble Audio Network, their network of podcasts. Um, and they have a lot of other shows about television and comic books and all kinds of stuff so go check them out and you can find them at thoughtbubbleaudio.com thoughtbubbleaudio at gmail.com um at thoughtbubblefm on twitter and you can search for them on patreon if you looked at our two-star reviews and were like i think these people need more funding to support their very important independent podcast art yeah yeah 
I was looking to see how many two-star reviews your cupcakes have gotten. And it's none. I just want to throw that out there. Wait, who has none? Beer with cakes. Oh. Zero two-star. Jesus Christ. They have a one-star. Looks like a single one-star. A lot of fives and one, two fours. Ugh. And no two stars. The elusive two star review. Maybe it's like a badge of honor. Maybe, Maybe. we're just interpreting the two star incorrectly. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. This has been our two star podcast. Yeah. <laughs> New name. <laughs> Welcome to Hate Watch with us, the two star podcast. <laughs> oh my god, we gotta go. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. (laughs) Bye. Bye.